happened from a different camera. Because the yeah. camera that, that I'll be posting online, it'll be a different camera, which is the one that everybody's oh. going to see on a better view okay, cool. with a bit with the yeah. whole decor much more better. You know, this is more of the yeah. interview style. Like I'm trying yeah. to figure out like yeah. how I can actually or get another webcam in order for you, for all my yeah. guests to look at me on, on a different mm -hmm. camera. You know, like I have. I'm sure like, you can do it with like a stream deck or something. I actually do have the stream deck. Oh okay, yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I feel like it would be with like some Stream Deck device that you can just be like, okay, switch camera. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. You know, like yeah. when you and me are in, talking, you don't even notice that. I'm just, this is just my yeah. regular camera. Why not? But what I'm when yeah. either I or you talk, I'm with the Stream Deck just switching around. You know, yeah. that's how yeah. that's how I managed to do it because obviously I'm 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 a one man army at this point. You know, so yeah. I do everything at this point. So like I got to learn how yeah, to do everything. So like later in the future, if, when this thing gets, you know, picked up and it goes off, it goes on a takeoff, you know, I could probably have enough expenses for me to cover somebody to yeah, do all this job for to, me. Yeah, exactly. A technician. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, in the meantime, this is all me, man. This is chilling, though. You got it. <laughs> yeah, I got it. You know, be working on this on a over a year. You know, and I'm just yeah, trying grinding. Yeah, just grinding, man. Basically, that's all I'm doing, man. Just yeah. grinding nonstop, good, nonstop. Because you, that's how you gotta do it, man. You know, back to the basics where everything yeah. started. You know, and obviously you build that habit. Yeah, you know? it's just not not the same as it when it was back then when I was coming up as a as a bass producer here in Miami. Yeah. I've actually, I've actually seen you live like way in the past. Oh, <laughs> no, cinema. for real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like, which I shows? Yellow Claw. Yellow oh. Claw. It was my, that was my first ever rave. I was 16, bro. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm 22 now, but yeah, it was funny. I was like, when I saw, I was like, hell yeah, dude, this would be awesome to like talk to you and shit. Oh, it was, I think you were back to back oddity. And stuff, yeah. 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 I was, I was like, I was literally, I was on the rail, bro. And it was my first ever event. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, if I, I got a couple of after movies of that show. So if I send you some of them, can you spot yourself in? Yeah, definitely, dude. Definitely. Oh, bro, I got your number. Now I, I'm going to say, yo, I, <laughs> yeah. what about this? Sure, it was, this is you. Is there any of these is you? <laughs> <laughs> For sure, bro. Do it. Let me know. <laughs> yo. Yo, that's pretty cool, man. So you're the you're yeah. my first fan here, man. Really? I yeah. mean, a I, feel like, I mean, I don't think I don't think you've you haven't played anything in a while, right? You've been like you said, you've been mainly focusing on this. Uh, the last time I performed was Borgor twenty seventeen. That was my last time. Was that also was that also a cinema? Yeah, well, yeah, I was there too. You were there, there too. too? <laughs> were you there in my set yeah. as well? I don't remember. Like, I don't even remember the local support lineup for it because I think they just put up Borgor and then, like, the main room. Names. Right. I would always try to show up as early as possible to be, like, the first one in right. there. If you don't, at cinema, if you didn't promote, they would hold the lines. Oh, yeah. So you would, like, have to, like, rail the line, like, be there first. I hate when, when sometimes these promoters actually do that for in, in, in any show. It doesn't matter any show or yeah. festival. <laughs> I don't think yeah. festival really matters that much. But I, I will say shows too. I'll put them all yeah. in that category because like shit, man. Some of these locals actually really did work hard just to get to that yeah. spot. And that was the only spot 
that they can, you know, perform, you know, and you're not letting yeah. everybody in early because like, yeah, I don't you know. You just want to make it look cool. <laughs> you want to make it look popping, but it's not popping. <laughs> That's one of the things you know, that that's one of the tactics that I learned as a promoter. We can, talk, we can talk about that on the podcast if you want to. Like I said, no fear, bro. <laughs> bro, have you have you ever seen any ep- episodes of mine, man? I've seen like one. I don't remember which one it was, but I I remember popping up on your thing. That's why I said I thought I followed you already because you popped up on someone else's story and I clicked it and I was like, oh, oh he's doing podcasts now. Cool. Yeah. Basically, so let me give you a, like a little brief introduction of what the podcast is all about, you know, because I yeah. I don't I don't mind repeating myself, especially to new people who are coming in, so they can un- actually understand why I called you into my guest. Sometimes I got yeah. people here from from our realm in the EDM side. Yeah. I've noticed that you've had different types of like not just EDM or even musicians. Yeah. You've had like past like different types of people. Yeah, but before I had like a, a a famous YouTuber who's a friend of mine, um, a filmmaker from Ireland, and not too, not too long oh, ago, yeah. a very famous cosplayer, which she's like one of the biggest out there. Yeah, you know? I saw I saw you posted that one recently. Yeah, that's someone that I was like, okay, that's more than just EDM artists, like you said. Yeah, basically, I'm trying to tackle the whole entertainment industry yeah, as do, a whole. Do everything. That's that's like more people you can bring on. Yeah, as opposed to like at some point, you're with DJs, you're gonna be like, who do I want to bring next? <laughs> you know, basically, basically, you know, because obviously, I can talk about EDM all day, every day, but yeah. then again, I if I do that, I feel like I'm limiting myself. You know. Because of then course, it, it exactly. because then it'll be just it's all about EDM and that's it. Like yeah. I feel like I want to expand my horizons a little bit and not just talk about EDM. Granted, there's exactly. definitely gonna be more episodes me talking about EDM stuff than other stuff yeah. because obviously that's where I started. That's how I yeah, got in exactly. my foot inside the in music industry. Exactly. With that being said. Yeah. I decided to do other people because it's interesting to listening other people's um progress and their comments and how they get into the position where they are right now. And it's very cool to find out that we all have similarities out of it, like how we all started and how we're going through, how we're grinding, how we're getting to. So it's like, yeah. damn, like if there's some similarities to me trying to come up with and other people's trying to come up, let's talk about it, you know, because yeah. that just gives you like, see guys, Insight it doesn't, like, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't matter which industry you get in. It's all the same. You just have yeah, to, you can't, you can't just join some shit and be like at the top immediately. Right. You, know, you, you work year after year, year after year. I mean, if you do blow up, like the few people that do like after the blow up, like you just, everybody kind of stopped paying attention to you. Right. Basically, man. So in this podcast, we basically talk all my experiences of me as a, as an audio engineer, as a music producer, as a DJ that's ever co- challenged me in my life. So everything mm-hmm. that I've done, everything that I'm seeing, everything, I basically yeah. talk about it here in this podcast because I make this podcast specifically made for people like you, you know, up and comers, you know, they're they're trying to grind into that, that they're putting their name out there, you know, people that don't pay attention to you guys, you know, and letting you guys know, like, yo, this is all the information that I know that I've received. I'm giving it to you guys for free. It's that simple. You just look, learn and, you know, do this and do that. 
don't do this, don't do that. Just guide yourselves out and, you know, just talk about stuff like that, you know, because I, yeah. because I remember when I started as a, as a music producer, I didn't have anybody to tell me all the mistakes that I committed. Yeah. So, it, and I wish I had somebody that could have told me ahead of time. It's like, hey, be careful when yeah. you do this or, hey, don't trust this guy. Yo. Yeah. Don't do yeah, this because it's going to. That's the biggest one. <laughs> yeah, bro. Because people may, may, may not believe this, but in the industry, in this music industry, much more in particular, there's a lot of snakes out there, you know? And oh, I, yeah, I know. It's a shark frenzy. And most of the time is every man for itself, you know? Definitely. And it sucks. It sucks because this is supposed to be the part in which we're supposed to build a community with each other and look out for each other for some of these scumbags out there that tr yeah. they're trying to take advantage of us, you know? Yeah, exactly. But, you know, sometimes people want to sell their soul to the devil, you know, and they make a pack and yeah. then, you know, like, oh, you know, okay. and then they just well, look at you go. like, whatever, <laughs> you know, whatever. Like I, that was yeah. that was me in the past. I'm no longer that. I'm this now. So yeah. you got to be on yeah. this level if you want to talk to me. And I'm like, damn, that's what's up. A lot of people are like that. <laughs> a, lot a lot of people. And people don't really realize to the how. <sighs> to the extent. Yeah. To the extent. Basically, to the extent. So <laughs> that's where I come in here and puke out every dirty little secret that I know. You know, even because. There are times in which you're out there and you're doing networking, man. And then you found out some stuff that you wish you should have known or you should yeah. have never known. Or they look at you yeah. and it's like, oh, you're here. Oh, you should have never. You never saw this. Okay. Yeah. And that's how it was with me. I Most of the time I just find out some stuff and I'm like, damn, that's how they move. That's how it is. I was like. Yeah, that changes my whole perspective of the industry, and then it just, yeah. in a way, it just like you know, open up my third eye or some shit, and saw like the ugly yeah, truth to all this, you know. Like, have it you makes you realize that really you're on top, like you're past that shit, and they're not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> have you? Do you know any like ugly truths that you wish like you didn't knew or you weren't aware that that's how it moves? Yeah, many times, especially like, I mean, I've, I don't want to say I've been around for a minute because my first show was that Yellow Claw show, but mm. I think I started like exploring more like the local scene, going to not head, not only headliner shows. And like, mm. like I, before I even entered the scene, I like produced, but I was like very like beginner and I didn't know anybody. I was still like in high school, even. That was probably, I graduated 2017, so probably 2018, maybe I started talking to like a little more people, but it takes, mm -hmm. it's, it takes a lot of talking and a lot of like actually making friends like throughout the years right. to even get like up there. And yeah, like I, there, there is a bunch of shit that I've, I've heard that, or even I've even seen that I was just like, I really wish I wasn't even here. <laughs> like you asked yeah yeah boy do we know i remember there was this one time that i was sitting down with um with one of the promoters and they were telling it's always me, with the promoters <laughs> oh my god i mean no no offense to to my homie pro uh, promoters like lucho oh, and Pepe. shout, shout out to those two guys man it's because of them they're I, killing it because of those guys is 
I managed to be where I am in a sense of like I managed to meet people, got to network, mm-hmm. show me the road, show me the truthful side of this industry, you know, and yeah, you know, I I, I give them a lot of credit, you know, but and, and I know because a lot of people talk smack about them, but you know, unless you work uh, with them, you 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 wouldn't. There's especially like uh, where I I don't know so much about Lucio because I never like. I at some point like I, I I do speak with some of the Apex people that like mm-hmm. the people that actually run like Treehouse day to day like right. Allison and um this dude that's doing that tech house side duo I always forget his name um but yeah like I I talk to them they book me every now and then they're actually really good people if you actually talk to them a lot of people are like oh they didn't book me yada yada and it's like well maybe it's because you didn't actually talk to them and like mm-hmm. introduce yourself you just kind of mm-hmm. shoved yourself on top of them and i noticed that a lot and then that's how people get like bad mouth and stuff like yeah. that and that side of things but i know more of Pepe's side because he's been like you know like uh posting more about it but i i know 100 percent it is not easy running a festival it is not easy no. running a festival at yeah. all like starting it from the ground up like and that to, man is yeah. grinding and to be he's able grinding, to pick up bro. to was able to be picked up by and, one of the biggest yeah. yeah companies out there festivals in the world like that's i think in edm right now one of the best things that can happen to you is being in insomniac's eyesight yeah that's and that's what happened and he got and that shit's now a hit <laughs> yeah no now it's been, a hit bro. I've, been, I've, I've been there since year one actually i've performed there year one year two and year three really yeah Oh shit! Congratulations, man. <laughs> thanks, thanks. Slowly getting like a little bit higher, you know. That's how it is, though. You kind of like you just talk to these people. Yeah. You make friends. You can't just expect like someone that doesn't even know you to give you an opportunity when you're shoving them, like you're shoving yourself in front of your face. And I think that's like one of the biggest problems in which some of these newcomers, like they don't know how to yeah. approach the how to approach them. So yeah, that's that's how they fuck up from day one you know like from yeah. day one like yeah. that's it and then you will never get booked and then forever you're like oh everybody's a scumbag you know you can't trust yeah. these it's like wait wait until you you gotta book me again for when i'm big blah blah blah, blah. it's like yeah dude they ain't gonna not when you're talking like that <laughs> <laughs> not when you're talking not, like that no 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 bro like hey Hey, and I mean, let me tell you, like I, I've got booked bad slots as well, and not once. Oh, of course, dude. I it's pretty impressive because, like, for example, this year, um, I played the local the the art car thing that they had. The I don't know if you were there. No, um, I, I couldn't be there, but I so I know which one have, you're talking about. Yeah, the the art car. I played on that, and um, last year I played on the big actual not like the main stage but the bigger local stage not yeah. the because they had also the the one where you have to wear headphones silent disco oh and then they had like a medium size kind of like the club cinema stage they put mm. that on like the side and that was like the bigger local stage I guess oh so like from going from like opening at um the hangar before they even open it because you yeah. know it's like doors at nine but really nobody can get inside until 10 so that first opener plays to nobody except for their plus one and the promoters yeah that was me <laughs> <laughs> damn bro i mean i yeah. i sympathize you i sympathize you um if you remember oh, i'm sure you i'm sure you've you've definitely been there <laughs> oh bro like you've um, been there you've been in the high moments the low moments life, life everybody have 
if you're humble and you like you know you do your time you get there absolutely i'll tell you the two instances in which it was like kind of eh to me it was like life in color 2017 after party it was the lineup was me, Blunts, uh, Blunts and Blondes, Nitty Gritty, Bonnie and Clyde, and Dr. P. That was the lineup. And I was literally the first one. And I opened up just for my my buddy, um, my other buddy who happens to be the engineer for space. And that was yeah. pretty much it until Blunts and Blondes came oh, along. Yeah. And then there was like five people dancing on my five minute set. And then and that was and that was it. And the other one again in space. Um, the but that look, look, put that put that into perspective too. Look where Blunts and Blondes is at right now. Yeah, I mean, and Nitty Gritty and Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> I don't like all of them. I don't like to talk about much about Bonnie and Clyde because I don't I don't know much about them. All I know is I feel like they just ditched Florida. <laughs> well, they they blew up from Florida. They're not from Florida. But at the oh, fin- I didn't know that. Yeah, they're they're. I thought they were from Florida. No, no, no. Uh, Daniel's from Virginia, I believe. Some something like that. I know they're not from um, here. I don't know where. Pages I know they're from. in LA now. Yeah, 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 yeah. LA now. But I would never compare like Bonnie and Clyde's. Here, here I go talking some saucy shit. <laughs> um, I would never compare their success with Blondes and Blondes or Nitty Gritty and shout out to those oh, two of course. because of Nitty course. Gritty is one of my closest friends and and the thing I, is, is I know exactly you want to know what's funny what they've him. gone through so like oh I don't know what they've gone through because uh, I that was like I feel like that was be- before my local right. time I guess that was like a whole wave of different people I feel like every couple of years, it's like, okay, these are like the new set of DJs and like the last set of DJs that were really good are like actually like the on top guys now, like yeah. you're getting direct support yeah. most of the time. And that's how it kind of goes, at least in Florida. I don't know about the other states, uh, but in yeah, Florida, it's, it's similar. Like it's similar to other states are just pretty much the same. Like the, the headliner is the, the one who has the biggest name there, you know? Yeah. And then you got the smaller ones, which is the, 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 the locals and you most of the time. It goes like that for the smallest to the biggest. That's how that's how normally how it would start, you know? Yeah, exactly. But the and then, you know, no, yeah. but the thing about um about those guys, about Bonnie and Clyde, is that their success was or was always a fake, was a mirage. It was never yeah, a, a I, real I, I caught on to that too. Like fake followers, like fake followers, fake music, like the music it's yeah. not even being produced by then. It was ghost produced, yeah. but I can't say who because I don't want to put them out there, but I know who no. they are. It's fine. I know how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Trust and, me it goes. and the thing that ma- make me mad. Well, there's like a lot of things that make me mad about them. But one of them happens to be that, you know, like they were starting now, but it wasn't more because of the money. I mean, it wasn't because of the of the how how good they were. It's more about the money wise. You know, it's like, oh, you know, yeah, they're like, oh, they're a good look. They're good books. So, you know, we'll pass yeah. you like a couple of G's to you guys to book them. And then, you know, you get that investment back afterwards, yeah. you know, and then exactly. And then obviously it got to the point. I would again, never. None, for a set. <laughs> yeah, never. That, it, that's a that's no, a hell no. to the no, you know, and I will it's, tell this to yeah. every single producer or DJ who wants to perform there. It's never pay. Way. Never. Never pay it's for supposed, your slot. It's supposed, Never. It's, it's supposed to be the other way. <laughs> that's how it's supposed to be, bro. They're the ones who are supposed to book you, whether it's free or whether it's, you know, you selling tickets or, you know, they're paying you. That's the only way. You shouldn't be paying them. 
Yeah, that's that's no. <laughs> that's a hail to that's, the no. But obviously, when you're paying that's the industry plant vibes. <laughs> yeah, when you're paying them, obviously they're not gonna say no because it's like what free money for me just to put to you on the like lineup and put you like as if you were a hand on it. Fuck yeah, let's go. All right, here you yeah. go. Here's your show. Blam. Here's your little asset folder. Post that whenever you feel like it. You're good. Yeah, <laughs> Thanks yeah, for the money. Bro. Yeah, basically, man. That's how it is. That's why I yeah. never liked them to the from the get-go. I didn't like how they did dirty to uh, Needy's manager because um they used to be all in that same Paul. management. Yeah, Paul. Paul Campbell, man. Yeah. I, I've met him. Paul once and Nitty once, like uh when they were doing uh Mammy Music We the new right. shows when they did it at McCheesius, I think it was. I don't know if you know uh, my boy Don Flock. He used to go by Sig Fig. Sig Fig, yeah, he's the skinny one, right? Because now yeah, there's yeah. a there's a duel. Uh, no, duel. that they, they 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 he did a duel with one of our boys too, but then they just like kind of decided to do their own separate mm. thing again. It's the skinny yeah. guy. Yeah, he's told me like when he he got booked when it was just him. Um, he got booked to play for that new show, and Nitty was playing it. Mm. Or no, I think it was Bunts and Blondes. Like it was a very very like imagine like a patio of like a coffee shop, and they were just doing like a bass show there. Yeah, with like new like management people, and I, I got to talk to them. They're pretty cool yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. they remember me because I was like way back, and it's like a small show, but. Everybody's getting lit and all that because it's Miami Music Week. <laughs> no, of course, of course. No, well, you gotta also remember, you know, like these guys travel all the time. Then they meet people uh, yeah, all the I, time. And so if you don't talk to them, every day they're with someone new. Yeah, every day is someone new. So if you don't talk to them that often, they'll they'll tend to forget. It's not in a malicious way. It's just that you know normally mm -hmm. that's how it works. And especially especially if you guys were drinking and getting lit. Yeah, that's the, the next, <laughs> yeah, bro. The next day you'll be like, what the fuck just happened last night? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, but yeah, but yeah just they're to, cool people. No, they're great people. Amazing. Amazing people. I mean, they fucking put my boy out there. You know, they put everybody like they're full supportive people, you know? Yeah. And I don't like when people do dirty on them because it's like, dude, that's not fair, man. Like these guys are, are yeah. literally going against industry standards. You know, they're breaking the yeah. mold and, and all their artists are breaking the mold about it, you know? And yeah. When Bonnie and Clyde basically like tear out the contract because it was done and they decided to go with um with Nightmare's Sorry. manager, uh, Will Runsell. That's tough. Mm -hmm. That's some fucked up shit, man, because the, Paul basically, you know, put his blood, sweat and tears for you guys, you know, and, and now you're just like, Wow. Yeah, basically like in, in, in his face too. in his yeah. face, because basically. <laughs> He made you guys like he made yeah. you. And now that you guys are taking off, kind of well, like actually speaking about new. I, I, do you want to start it already? I feel like we've been. Hell yeah. Let's yeah, start it. Whatever. I, no, we've been starting a long time ago, man. That's how we oh, roll it. Like this. <laughs> Hell no. yeah, bro. This is how we do it, man. Yeah. I was going to say it was this duo. They played also when when Sig Fig was a duo. Mm. Um. They played that space and uh, it was for nonsense, I think, or something like that. Nonsense. Another yeah, they're, they're they're the trio guys. Are they still around? Yeah, it was three people, not two Ooh. people. I, yep. I, I stopped following them after a while because I couldn't like I just wasn't keeping up with their music. And I was like, as much like I just don't 
really listen to your music right. so i'm just gonna follow you <laughs> no offense no of course but, i mean there's nothing wrong about that i mean if you yeah exactly if you don't listen to your music you don't fuck with it or you don't fuck with how you used to fuck with it, that's fine like it's not yeah, exactly. it's not for you right now so it's it's okay um to be honest like i don't think they're no longer with paul and haven't heard anything from them like in a long time and just like you like like i only followed mm. you because you were at paul's management team you know and that's it like if yeah. you're no longer paul's management team i don't have no reason to follow you i was just there to support yeah. and not and that's it yeah exactly yeah, yeah no like i don't know like those trio guys like i mean they, they i met them they they're they're pretty cool dudes but outside of their music i don't know nothing about them and i don't know if they're still around i don't know if their music is still going And it's funny because just the other day I listened to one of their remixes and it was like, oh, dope. It's like, oh, shit, nonsense. Like, yeah, they had, they had, I, I mean, I, I think their music was pretty good for what they were doing too. I think it was, they were doing like Jersey or something like that, but like a different type of like, it was like, you know, they, it's like trap. festival trap, you know? Yeah. All I know is that one time that I saw them at space, like it was popping, like, They had that crowd moving. I was like, dang, this yeah. is like pretty good. And my boys opened up for them and it was like already lit from the start. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah. I mean, always supporting the, the your friends, bro. You know, I mean, it doesn't take you. It doesn't take you a lot just to support your homies, man. And any of the locals. You don't even have to go to a show. You a simple like or a comment or like if you're on Twitter, retweet yep. it like anything, bro. And that and that's always helps. And I hate that sometimes that you're not even asking much you're just asking to like hey just like and comment and share you know yeah like if you fuck with me and like you fuck with my my stuff like if you can like if it doesn't it, which it doesn't take much like it doesn't take you know, much it's like it doesn't take much of your energy or time yeah that's that's why every time uh Because you know when you're on like Instagram, you're just like going through all the stories yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, when I like when I post like a, like a new song or show, and I see like a homie that like I don't even like ask, you know, hey, can you post this or anything like that? Like just a homie that actually genuinely like cares and support. Like I'm like, oh my god, like yo, thank you. Like you know, you didn't have to do this. I appreciate you a lot. Like every single time, Cause it, like it, it's it, it's always I'm like, oh shit, that's like me on this someone like else's like story post or whatever. You know? Yeah, man. Like, and I do that. It's a lot to us. Yeah, it's a mental because I because I know how it is. We know how it is, and I do it automatically. Like any person that I support, I just look at their posts like automatically. Like you get a like yeah, automatically. Yeah. That yeah. I don't have to even think about it. And if it's something that's very cool or it's like you know congratulations on on some sort of achievement, I'm definitely commented. Yeah. I was like, yo, that's and fucking like, fire! Like. Yeah, and the the even more important thing about it is now with social media, like there's like shit like algorithms. So it's mm. like if you comment, just like yo, like a simple this is dope, like fire, anything like that, that much like engagement on a post will get that post on like someone else's like front page. Yeah, you know, that they follow. It's it's kind of shitty that it's that way, but like you know, it helps out so much when when other people do that for you. Yeah, basically, man, because it doesn't take you that much and the the algorithm for some reason just, you know, always wants it prefers what's in favor. Yeah. <laughs> what's what's ever is on fire, what's trending, what's popping, you know, it's and It's literally exactly what's trending. Who's the most popular person in this select like mutuals 
Yeah, man. Burn what you're following. Because and that's and the, and the fitness is that that's what's gonna put like on the top. Like, yeah, that's, exactly. That's what's gonna be on the top. And if it's not that popping much or it's not that trendy much, it's gonna be on the lower tiers. And not everybody's gonna go be scrolling all the way down just to find yeah, you. Exactly. You know, unless exactly. you unless you like give them that notification bell and be like, oh shit, this guy posted. Let me see. Holy shit, this is awesome. You know. Yeah. Or if you're just like casually like. I mean, it depends on how many people yeah. you follow. Because if you're following a lot of people, even then, what are the odds? <laughs> Unless it's like someone that you actually like, you know, you send memes to or something, and you interact with that account. But other than that, like, you know, it's different. It's very different, and it's you know, it's very different how it was back then when I was starting up. You know, because back then when I was started on like the whole this whole social media aspect. I think it was like the beginning of a it's a I, must to for you to have social media for you to that that was the beginning of a lot of death of a lot of DJ careers. <laughs> like if you didn't have social media, how is anybody gonna keep up with anything? Yeah. Unless you got like news articles or or like you know, EDM.com to cover you, something like that. And whatever it was before EDM.com, because obviously that was like something that came along the years. Yeah. But like, you know, even then, I mean, back then, don't get me wrong, people would actually check those articles. But like something like that, like now, like you wouldn't be able to survive. Like there's no way. <laughs> yeah, no, bro. Like today, like even if you post at least like once a month, you're good. You're chilling, like post on your stories and stuff like that. But if you're not posting at all, like in this day and age, unfortunately, you're just not gonna be there like everybody wants to know what you're doing especially when they really like you everyone wants to be on top of what you're working on like this and that like even if you just post like a photo shoot photo like just like oh i was at the park today like people are cool with that and like, it's unfortunate bro like because that's how, <laughs> because now it's like it's a must as a as a as a talented person you know because before it was like all you need is the talent Yeah, you need to have the yeah. talent. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, can you do you have social media? How much do you pull on your social medias? Oh, what's your what's the leverage? What's uh, what's your following? How many times you post? And um, oh, on top of all that, you say you're a producer? You you're a producer? Oh, do you mix? Do you master? Do you do yep. vocals? Like, can you do this, this, and that in this short amount of time? Mm -hmm. Like the demand today is just insane, bro. Like Forget about I mean, the talent. Everybody, when when bigger management companies and agencies are looking for artists, it's kind of like a catalog for them. They're like, what's actually like, what what can you bring to the table? Which I understand because when you get to like an agency or like a management company like Slay All, you know, you have all these crazy good artists like, you know, Getter and Sudden Death and all that. You can't just accept anybody, you know? Mm. Or even with if you want to go beyond that, like record labels and stuff like that. Oh man, which is like a big topic. <laughs> oh man, that's a huge topic to talk about, and we can cover it right now, man. Thing about record labels is like it's what you say, yeah. Like record labels will not even look at you unless you're popping, unless you're trendy, yeah. unless you're you know your music. It's being played off constantly by various people or even people from your own you know roster, you know. And I think that's a, that's the secret technique is if you can get if you really want to get on said label like a specific label like let's say you want to get on never say die then start with like sending your track maybe not even to like you know don't go straight to sudden death like 
looking for his email online because you know maybe he's already getting bombarded but look for like i don't want to say lower tier but maybe an artist that doesn't have that much spotlight but is still playing shows mm. and then you, like someone that will is more likely to actually reply to you i guess mm. is a better way of saying it like dming them on instagram and twitter properly or maybe you like find their email and you properly send them out an email and you like try to like actually like you know not be like send soundcloud link type of thing yeah <laughs> not even a high you yeah. like get them to you get an artist to play your song and like if they actually like it they'll play your song obviously and a label will catch up on that like you know let's say i i send my song to anybody i never say die and whomever really likes it and actually plays it a lot and the crowd really likes it a lot like it's like you know one of those fancy like videos that they always get because like maybe the song's like like you know mm. catchy or something and they got it on camera like that's where like you get like a label's attention like a really good way i feel like you've watched my podcast before because those words really sucks. no i because I, <laughs> those I just, uh, words it's just came... experience man yeah Talking to other people i mean ladies and gentlemen you're listening from his <laughs> words you know i usually i'm yeah, the one man. who's saying this type and, of stuff but it came from you um, <laughs> and the fact that it came from <laughs> you that you're one of these up-and-comers that's right now grinding hard and getting there it shows you like how open-minded you are and how how like aware you are with what's going on and how to approach certain things or certain labels yeah. per se you know you just basically hit the nail in the coffin about that part yeah And another, I guess another way is even like, if you know, like if you got a homie that also is a producer and like maybe talks to like an artist, you can be like, yo, like if you guys are ever like sharing music or like, you know, if there's any way like you can ever like help me out, like put me like in contact or like send like pitch my song to this person, like let them know like for feedback or something like that. Not even like, yo, can you play my song out? Like just like genuine feedback. Yo, what do you think about this song? Like my friend wants to know he produced it. You feel me? Bro, you're just you're just sending out more nuggets out there, man. And I I try to tell that to a lot of like my actual close like DJ homie friends that are like on the same level or mm. below or even above me. But like you know, like I'm just like I see you doing things that if I was at your level, I wouldn't do because you're like mm. don't go off to that side. You feel me? Right, like, right. You know, bro. Like, and that's one of the number one mistakes that a lot of these up-and-coming producers, some of them who don't have talent, but a few that do have the talent that they have, like, like holy shit, that this guy can kill yeah, it. This like, guy can spin. <laughs> like, he, he can spin. Like, this guy, like, why is he not being discovered? And I, and I have interviewed some of those guys here in this show, you know? Like, the mistake that, that these guys didn't do, but others that many have is that they immediately send an email directly to the label. Like, they send... Uh, to these like demo submissions or what or demo links yeah, you like know to the drop. email or whatever yeah I've, I've i've only ever got uh like let's say this one time i sent my song that the last song i dropped dream state i sent it to like six seven labels i got i think one reply mm -hmm. just saying hey sorry like we actually have too many demos to even listen to this demo like try sending music another time and then another label said um yeah i was like damn i mean it is a it, it was it's a new label that's been popping off so i understand mm -hmm. and like my music i don't want to say my my music wasn't in style but i can see why like if anything they would push it back but they were saying that they wouldn't even listen to it because it was 
they were bombarded with emails rather than i guess wait like letting me wait a million years i mean yeah i guess it's like a two-edged sword type of yeah. thing and then another label was like hey like this isn't necessarily like something we would release right now but it is a cool style and we'd love to hear like you send us more stuff in the future and i was like oh this is like I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's like that's how you build actually a friendship too with the label. And I feel like that's stuff that people need to know as well. Like don't take that as a negative connotation. I agree. I agree. But I will say that I done sending demos to labels and I tell everybody to stop sending them because most of the time it's like yeah. what you say that out of the 70 emails that you send, only what Free replied and one of them told you is like, oh, we're not listening because it's demo full. Yeah. That's horseshit, bro. <laughs> that's horseshit. That's yeah. horseshit because that's exactly what the ANR's job they're supposed to. Do. <laughs> like, they're supposed like, if to. You're, if your label's that popping, then I I would believe that your AR is listening to music from nine to five. <laughs> and I mean, what else are you supposed to do? And let me tell you, some of these labels. Don't have one A and R to to listen oh, to. Like course, they got exactly. like four or five people listening, bro. Yeah. And if they find like some, some someone that's dope, they'll be like, "Yo, let's meet up." Like, what about this one? This yeah. one dope? Yeah, no. All right, pass. I'll let them know. That's it. So the fact that they're telling me is like, "Oh, well, we got too much," you know, like we can't listen. That's horse shit, bro. That's yeah. your one and only job. I mean, your the name title says that artists in relationship. You're supposed exactly. to fucking find the next, you know, Justin Bieber shit in yeah. a way. In a way, you know, like that's what I that's think, what your job. Yeah, I think as of right now, like one of the best things you can do, like if you don't want to go the label route, which you honestly nowadays you don't even have to go that way because mm. if you can really sell yourself. Mm. and like you have good music and you're good with like you know like not just music but social media and like at that point you're running like you know how to do everything type of thing yeah. properly like you're actually on top of everything you can self-release or release like you know maybe you and your homies have like us like a label uh which is actually what i what we're doing right now um I don't know if you know powerhouse yeah of course i i was one of their yeah. founding members oh, to be really precise. i used to be with um with andres and oddity and yeah. Howard back then we started together and then i let that i left a couple like months after we started powerhouse you know but yeah i was part of that whole yeah. collective you know yeah they're i love them all they're we're still i'm still with them we're still like kicking it mm. i've been literally they they put me out there like more than anybody has like I dropped my an EP when I like I guess like entered the scene fully. I was I was actually ironically also like in SE at the time. You're talking about Nitty before, and I was gonna tell you that. Um, oh, you're an alumni I, I, like us. Yeah, I I started SAE, and immediately after I started SAE, SoundCloud had those ads all the time with him about oh, him talking about yeah. SAE. I was like, dog, I'm already here. Leave me alone. <laughs> 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 yeah, I graduated. I think. 2018. I saw that you you posted Frank Socorro that you uh, yeah just not yeah. not too long ago like last episode was Frank Socorro yeah. shout he out got, to him he he got me I'm not engineering right now because the engineering like uh, world is just like out here I guess in Florida I mean it depends what also what type of industry you're doing I was in the in the dubbing like world you know about like voice dubbing like oh, voice dubbing voice dub like voiceover 
yeah like voiceover i was in i was in that type of like industry uh because oh we get a, a job because he put out my resume um and i got hired and i worked there as an engineer for two years but the biggest problem is that mm. it's it's the pay is just not good and you have to stick around for a very very long time for the pay to be good and mm. if you're going to be doing that as a nine to five it's just it doesn't work out yeah I agree. but i didn't yeah so yeah shout out him he's like and he actually i mean i am out of my class which my class was actually like it started with like i want to say 28 people and it ended with five of us like we were mm-hmm. like my class in specific was like very like known for i guess like being like actually like professional and not like right silly i guess because a lot of people go to that school thinking it's like easy shit and they like yeah and then they have to pay 500 yeah, for the class again yeah like, they, the like by the time it is. is like what uh like like two like they, that's where they start dropping out man i started with like yeah. 30 people mm-hmm. or more and then by the end by the end it was just like less than 15 imagine that or Actually, yeah. I think my group was happy to be one of the biggest. One of the biggest because normally it's all the professors said the same thing. Like, you know, normally it starts like 50 people and then it ends up with 20 people or less, you know? And my group was probably yeah. one of the one of those. Yeah, it was like 50 people that graduated because pro- the, the projects um <clears throat> was divided in half. Like seven, seven people are in one group and the other seven are in another group and we all got to do those, you know, those yeah. and there's classes. also day class and night class. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, I, I love the whole faculty there. Like all yeah. the teachers were great. I don't know what teachers you had. Uh, Mr. G was uh, like, I was lucky enough to have him twice because uh, when I was in mod three, they made him the mod three professor. Mm. Um, I'm, so, I met Mr. G, Mr. G when, when one of my homies was the tech, technician, like for, for the labs. I used to go there a okay. lot and I met Mr. G when he was starting to become a professor. Uh, the only, yeah. I'm pretty sure the only one out there besides Frank and obviously Dave Andrus, Dre. I mean, is he still there? Dre? Dre? Yeah. He when was, I was there, he was a tech guy. He's yeah. He, he was, was my, funny he, as fuck. <laughs> he, he was my mod he one professor. Funny. He was actually my yeah, mod one professor, be professor be, before... The school setting decided to be all picky. It's like, oh, Dre, you don't have a bachelor. Like, we can't let you have teach. And that was yeah. like, and I remember Dre. It was like, well, that sucks. Yeah. He's, he was, when I was there, he was the tech guy. And he's very, very strict about his tech. <laughs> yeah. I think. And I, I respect it, bro. A lot of those kids, like, I call them kids because there would be like 30, 20 year olds out there that were like, they did not mm. give a fuck. They were just there to like get yeah. fucked up and use the studio time and flunk. And yeah, like, use that studio bro. time for to to start doing their rapping careers, you know, just like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm like, come on, bro. <laughs> bro, like, Dude, I knew I someone graduated, but I'm not going to put him out there. And if he ever finds this, I'm sure he'll laugh anyways. I'm not bullying him because we would always pick at him about this. Mm. But by mod four, this kid still didn't know how to side chain. Shut up. Shut yeah, up. bro. <laughs> at that time, if Frank Rodriguez was still around for you for there, Frank will never let you pass. Yeah, like you don't know how to side chain, get out of here. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> you, what the fuck? I would be, I, I, there was like several because that's it's a pretty pricey school. If anybody's yeah. listening, like, or watching this, like, yeah. this is it's a pricey school. Don't go to like audio school thinking, ah, like, you know, like, you know, you have to actually really like that shit, not to like start your just I was, I'll end it at music career, not rap career. <laughs> yes, yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> because um like if you don't go in there yeah, for those schools you have to go in with knowledge even if they start at like the yeah, basics. Yeah. Yeah, like those type of schools it's more about do you want this to to do this for the rest of your life? Like are you up for it? Yeah. Like is this your really your passion? They fucking go yeah. for it. Like it doesn't matter how much is like it gives you what? A year courses and then you you're ready yeah. to go to to work in these companies like go fucking do it yeah. you know obviously and I, even if you don't want to work for those companies you can always like you have a skill set now that like you know that you wanted to begin with not like a skill set that you're like oh fuck this shit yes. you know yes. like yes. that's that's what I'm doing now like I'm I'm not working at a studio but uh, I'm doing independent mixing and mastering and like if a friend needs me to record them I'll go to their studio. I record them or their band. I'll be like, all right, like, you know, like that type of stuff. Absolutely, man. And that's, and you know what? I give a lot of, I got a lot of credit to SAE and I really appreciate that. I really end up going to SAE. The only regret is I wish I could have gone to SAE before, before, you know, because I, I ended up getting myself a bachelor degree first and then go to SAE. I wish I could, I would have found SAE first and not waste that much money on the, I, I, had just, you know? I was halfway through college mm. and then I was like, do I really want to like do this right now at least? Like, because you can really go back whenever and like continue off or right. start. If right. you There's always time to do school. Um, But I was like, you know, like this is what I really want to do. So I was like, all right, I'm going to jump to this shit now and like full time this shit. And like, and I was honestly like, I don't want to say I was writing the best shit that I was ever writing when I was there, but it's Bro. because since I was, and when you're there, you're like around a bunch of creative people. Mm -hmm. It's not that you're con you're not writing like amazing shit, like the best shit of your life. It's that you're writing so much good shit fast because you have so many creative people around mm -hmm. you that are inspiring you as opposed to like, I'm here in my room. I'm going to spend like yep. one hour, two hours, like on this, like kick. <laughs> I agree, bro. I agree. And that was like one of the cool things about essays. Like once I done with my classes, I'm just going to go to the mini rooms and, and just yeah. do music because like, if I go back home, I'm just going to chill and not do shit, you know, like, and I want to use exactly. my time exactly. to, to do something productive, at least something come out yeah. of it. And let me tell you, before I enter SAE, I only wanted to go to SAE so I can actually be a better producer. I did not want to do any of the other shit that they were telling me that I have to do or not, you know, like, I just want to be yeah. great at Ableton. And I want to be great at production and give these feedback to these professors yeah. so i can you know ship it out and shit i'm gonna be the yeah. hardest shit ever i'm gonna be touring yeah. shit and whatnot that was my whole mentality when i came in when i came out my mentality was completely different 100 100 bro like be because i have to give props to that because the fact that i came with the mindset that i'm only gonna learn music production And when I came out, I became like a, a very asset. everything. Yeah. Very multitasking, is, bro. Like you can yeah. basically land yourself on oh, any yes. job that involves yes. audio, bro, audio. And I told this to um, Frank about when he was my student advisor, you know, because he was asking me, you know, those interviews like, you know, hey, so what is it that you want to do? And I told him like, yo, like I really want to pursue my career as a music producer, like as a as an EDM producer and shit and whatnot, you know? And he was like, well, how about this? Like you said you've been DJing for 
like X amount of years. And I'm like, yeah. It's like, okay, so why don't you work for AV Tech, like for one of these companies, like for Rhino, PSAV? I feel like you're going to see AV Tech. Yeah, I'm actually, P- I, I, I did during Rhino. And then immediately after I joined Rhino, I got that other studio job. And I was like, well, like, I don't want to do a nine to five Monday through Friday and then mm. go bust my ass on like Saturday as a tech guy. Because you start with those AV jobs, like Rhino, you start from the bottom and yeah. you work your way up, which is like, I understand they're not going to let somebody they don't know be the guy on the soundboard day one. Exactly. <laughs> and because Especially I will- if you don't even know like the bands or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm very open to music, so I really don't. No, care. no, I, I don't even I don't even mean to say like band per se, but I'm saying like a lot no, of no. these so, artists have their said guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Know? I know I know what you're or trying girl. to say, you know, because most of the time there's some people that wish like that they wish like I I wish I'm not engineering or working for this. Like this is not into me. I'm not into this. And yeah. like like Dre Dre mentions a lot of time that that he does a lot for you know me, for metal concerts you know yeah. because that's his thing he loves metal music he loves listening yeah. to rock like he will do a lot of that he you will not see him do a rock a shows. reggaeton concert yeah. or, or edn concert exactly. or a rap concert because that's not his thing there's some people that are like that others like like us like me i'm always open to anything like i'm like i don't give a shit like if you're into edm or rock or rap or reggaeton Mm -hmm. i may judge you but it doesn't matter i'm still gonna do my job and whatnot and yeah i wanna i like i you keep that to yourself you're like (laughs) yeah basically you know (laughs) it's just a day in the job (laughs) yeah 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 but i gotta say like i actually enjoy a lot of av and i'm to this day i'm still doing av man now I, good, saw, I started as uh, working at the Clevelander Hotel and then okay. as a as, as a low tier. And I basically did everything there, like everything, bro, from becoming yeah, yeah. a dancer liaison, an artist liaison, a LED tech panelist, a LED wall programmer, a VJ to setting up speakers to setting up trusses to setting mm-hmm. up lights like, bro, like. Tell me one thing that I haven't done, bro. Like, and and because of and that, that makes you so much of an asset. <laughs> yes, and because of that asset, because of that, who all those it's who tools doesn't, and who doesn't experience. want the guy that knows everything and has known everything for a minute. Exactly, and because of it, in those those years of experience, it's where I managed to get my job where I am right now, which I work. Hell and, yeah. And that's, I work and I work huge. there as a senior tech. So I'm one of the top dots in, in the department that I am working currently. And I do also some meetings and conferences and concerts and whatnot. And then obviously whenever they need something, it's like I'm just basically the one man army that can do everything. And that's it. And you know everything. <laughs> yeah, basically. But it, like, like I said, like it's offense to SAE because I would have never thought that I will end up doing this stuff, man. Or I would never yeah. thought that I would end up loving doing this stuff i thought that because of the many years i've been djing like i want to be a fucking dj forever you know and i want to produce i yeah. want to be like fucking tiesto and zomboy and shit this like what, that you that's know? what you love that's what i love but at the same time reality hits yeah and you're out of school and you're like fuck i need to pay this shit off yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, like unfortunately my music can i cannot make money out of my music so like and i'm yeah. not gonna tour anytime soon so it's like exactly. fuck how can i pay my bills how can i pay my loan my car exactly. my rent like exactly. shit how like av 
And if it's all because of all the all the knowledge that I learned from SAE that I managed to use this asset that I, I didn't know I had, I had it and I didn't know that I really needed. I just so yeah. happened to to have it. I, I had the same experience. Uh, I can talk about my experience too. Like go, coming go. In, coming out of the dude. So I was, like I said, I was leaving college and uh, not that I was leaving college. I guess I was more like putting out a pause. I'm thinking about going back into mm. it, but like not, I, I was doing like straight out of high school, like four classes at a time every semester. You know, you're filling up your schedule with just classes. Yeah. And like you, if, if you're someone like you and I sort of, I mean, you, you did the whole bachelor's, which is like cool. I have friends that like, you know, they continued it. I want to continue mine. But if you're like at the, the, at the point, like, you know, you're, you have a stable income or like, you know, you're living with your parents, like that you're grateful about it. Like I am like, thankfully I can live with my parents and pay all this stuff off. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I took advantage of it and I was like, all right, like, you know, I can do what I, like, I, I learned, you learn fast that that's not what you want to do. And you want to like actually pursue what you want, which is what I did. And I went to, I found out about audio school, um, uh, SAE through, through one of my boys, James, who used to be one of the, the partners of Sig Fig now mm. goes by the hunted i don't know if you've seen the hunted on like social media oh i never heard of that that's that's actually a very yeah. cool name man the hunted yeah he's 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 been putting in his work he does like mainly he does everything mm. like he doesn't stop himself with production like he'll he produces like our boys that are in bands and like are doing their like rap career and stuff like that but he mainly i guess as of right now puts out trap music and he's like he released uh, his first single through Powerhouse because mm. we're all like best friends and like really close. Right. Um, but yeah, he he was in Mod 1 and then I think he took me there as a guest once and like I was like, holy shit, like I really need to like actually do this. And then I set it up like, you know, you do an interview with um, whomever they're at the school. They show you the school. They like talk to you like, are you sure this is what you want to do? At the time, I was like, well, like I'm I'm mainly producing and like I'm starting to really like actually like think like this is what I want to do, like music, um, EDM production, like DJing and all that. And they're like, you know, what are you doing like right now? Like, where are you working at? Why would you want to stop working? from there to eventually pursue an audio career and all that and like you know like stuff like that and then eventually i get into the school like i meet everybody there like you know you make your friends like you yeah. know you get separated into group to do the group projects you kind of you meet new people there that because like I, I mean i don't know how it was for you but for me i was essentially there was one other person that's i'm still in con close contact with we're like really good friends. We like hang out from time to time. He works at a, a recording studio that wanted to get into EDM production. And I was basically the only producer, if not EDM producer in that class. Mm. So like, I was like off the bat, like, okay, I'm kind of out of my element. Everyone's like completely like into different things, like reggaeton, like either hip hop or rap and stuff like right. that. Not that I was against it, but I was just meeting uh, different creative minds that I guess I never had. And that like opened me to new things things and like just uh just new perspectives on like other types of music that i already had an appreciation for but never like thought about in depth in terms of like actually creating it and stuff like that and then uh as i kind of finished the school like i like you said you you kind of like realize oh like you 
learned so much and you've gained so many like skills from learning there, not just like tech or recording or even mixing and mastering for that matter. Cause like mixing and mastering, like they don't really like go super in depth there with, at least at right. the time that I was, but they, they try to give you everything like that they can within a year. Span. Yeah. And you get like video game audio, you get some like audio business lessons, you get uh dubbing, which is what I ended up going as for a career path. Um, but I'll talk about that continuing on with the story. Sure. But um, when I got to that last point at mod four, I was like, holy shit, like, I didn't, I didn't go into the school thinking about a job afterwards till I was like, till the days were like counting that, like down to your like last 10 fingers. You're like, holy shit. Like I have 10 days left. What do I really want to do? Like what, like what interests me here that can actually like translate to a job that I can do. And I talked to Frank and, uh, Frank's like, you know, what, what did you like here the most that you think would be cool to do as a job? And I was like, well, I'll, I, I like, I, as an audio person, because I've been doing audio stuff from a like young kid and shit, like experimenting. I was like, uh, I really enjoy it all. Like I, I wouldn't mind doing like an interview of this and an interview of that. And uh, I actually got in interviewed my first ever audio world interview, which I really wish wasn't this because I feel like I could have uh, interviewed I could have been interviewed a little better. I feel like I could have done much better in the interview was a uh, criteria. I think a really big recording studio. Okay. I think it is criteria. I don't remember, but it's like a really big recording studio here in Miami. That's been around since forever. Like even I think James Brown, that was that they've had recorded there. They've recorded some of Lil Wayne's albums. Oh, shit. they've recorded like they've recorded some big hits and big albums in that studio. Like they give you like the big uh, tour and stuff like that. And then like when it was time to sit down and like get interviewed and like whatnot, like it was my first ever audio interview. And it was like a lot to suck in. You're like, holy shit, I'm not in school anymore. Like this is for real. And then I kind of learned from that interview as well that I wouldn't even enjoy being kind of like a slave for like whoever's in the booth mm -hmm. and listening to like you know like i'm just like all right like i'm getting paid but like this isn't even enjoyable which i'll talk more about mm, okay too so after that i i got a job uh or i got an interview at a dubbing studio which like not to gloat but like they and the same day they called me back and they're like hey do you really want to work with us like you know when do you want to start and i was like oh I'll put my like two weeks in and that was uh, working at a dubbing studio, which I worked at for two years. And there, I uh, off the bat, you learn so many things. Because I don't know if you've ever been in like a, a dubbing studio or like a dubbing atmosphere. But Personally, kind of, I've never, but I've met a lot of voice actors in my life. So when you're the engineer, mm -hmm. you kind of have, you have your, the, the engineer, like the Pro Tools computer. That's okay. You have one yeah. screen with the, with the recording view. And then you have another screen with the video of the show or movie that you're doing voiceover for. Okay. And then you have another screen that has the script. So as you engineer, you have to run the script for the voice actor and oh. you have to keep a flow. Oh, so you're shit. like multitasking to the, to, the to the max there. And I don't know, I kind of, I enjoyed it for a while, but you get burnt out of that so fast. And like, even even crazy thinking about it i i would i would have never even like i was saying earlier i would have never even expected to go down that path when i started that school like i went to that school just like you know i want to pursue audio mm -hmm. and like this is what i want to do and so yeah i did that for two years and in that studio they they taught me more in-depth mixing 
uh, like post-production and stuff like that. They taught me like actually how to do voiceovers like myself, like voice acting and stuff like that. I, I learned how to like uh, direct as well, like direct the talent. So I wouldn't even need a director in the room. I was directing and engineering. Mm -hmm. And so it was pretty cool. I mean, the, like I like I said earlier, I, you get burnt out really fast, like especially when you're doing long hours. And like sometimes, like I said earlier, with the reporting thing, you get like a talent that you're like, not this person, please, God, no. <laughs> and when they're in the booth, it's the same thing in, in the post-production world. And I learned that as well. You know, you'll get the voice actor because when you're when you have like a talent or a voice actor in the booth, like there's there will always be conversation. You're never just there. Like at some point, they'll like speak to you and stuff or like they'll, besides like instructions, like actually make conversation and yeah like you learned that as well but it's you get burnt from it like I, I don't know if it was because of that and on top of that like pro tools is just super boring i yeah. i grew to hate pro tools yeah, me too. <laughs> I i'm ableton not. for the win i love ableton so much that when in SAE, when they were teaching the class, uh, ableton they let me like take over because like i was like oh i know that question oh i know that question they're like, all right, put your hand down, teach. Yeah, like, like, that's dope. Yeah, I was that guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 bro. I love Ableton too, bro. I could, I try, I try more puzzles, but I couldn't. Stuff. It was simple Ableton stuff, but the, the fact that I could do that, I was like, fuck yeah, like this is awesome. Like Ableton for the win, like spreading Ableton. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, bro. Absolutely. You got. I got. I got burnt out of it because it was just a. It's a lot to like work every mm. day, and on top of that, like the pay in that industry just isn't enough because right. a lot of the content that they get is foreign content. Cause especially when you're dubbing, uh, I was, my, my studio had uh, three departments, the Spanish, English, and Brazil. No, they had four Spanish, English, Portuguese, uh, Brazilian Portuguese to be exact and French. I started in the Brazilian Portuguese, knowing zero Portuguese, only like oh, Spanish shit. and English, but they were like, Oh, you know, Spanish. So you'll just catch on. And actually, I actually did. So I wasn't, I, at, at, when I was in that department though, I was an assistant engineer. So I was kind of like still being trained and like watching and also like learning the language. And eventually they moved me to the English department. And the thing about the English department is that, uh, like I said, all the content is from foreign countries because mm -hmm. you're not going to dub an English USA like show or movie to English. Mm -hmm. It just wouldn't make any sense unless it's like a cartoon, you know? Which we would get on the occasion, but yeah, uh, that type of industry just doesn't have that much money. So like it, you know, it, it sucks, but it happens. You're like, I can't do this anymore because I have to like pay my bills, like yeah, and like take care of what I have to take care of. That's very so, interesting, man. But like, you know, as like like you were saying, SCE mm -hmm. changed my perspective. Yeah. And, like even though I'm out of that. I can still work with what I've learned even past SAE because SAE just kind of gave me the key to this entire like world of audio. Because audio, like you, I think what you and I mainly learned is that audio isn't just EDM production. <laughs> nah, bro. It's, it's, it's way beyond that. And yeah. even genres or music, like it's way beyond that. Acoustics was something else that you could mm -hmm. get into once you like get out of that school, like building studios and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It's It's really cool. There's so much that you can do coming in from SAE because they basically give you, they actually prepare you 
to do everything. Like maybe yeah. you're maybe you're never gonna be an an audio engineer for a studio, and you may see like Protos is like whatever to you, but you may end up doing like what I do, live sound, or you may end up doing like recording live bands, or you may end up doing video game trailers. Yeah, exactly. You know. Like you never know. They basically give you all yeah, the man. tools and and teach you like this is all the stuff that you can do as an audio engineer. We're gonna show you even if you don't want to learn one, we're gonna shove it up to yep. you because you never yep. know when you can actually use one of these and then apply mm -hmm. for a job and then all of a sudden you're actually great at that job. Or maybe you're like at this, you're doing this like whole other job and you're like there's a problem that occurs in like the tech section and you're like hey i'm also a tech guy you exactly guys yeah and you can you just know? go ahead and fix it man because you and because actually, you were there and you told him mm -hmm. like hey i know how to fix this like boom there you go it's fits and now they're yeah. like holy shit we need this guy we need this guy yeah exactly and uh funny enough with my with the the studio the dubbing studio i was working at almost every engineer was an sae alumni oh no shit yeah I was like uh, the one. Of, I, it was me and another guy that were like the youngest there. Like he was twenty one and I was twenty. I'm twenty two. Mm. Um, everybody else was like way older than us, but they were like uh, alumni. And I was like, this is cool. Like everybody would. Some people would come in with their like SAE backpacks that they still had, and I'm like, damn, mine was wow. nothing like that. Like you know how they change like the yeah. backpacks and the styles. I still have the shirt too in my closet. Yeah, I still. Yeah, yeah, my shirt is like um, my body outgrow the shirt, you know. That shirt's a like a like going to sleep shirt now. <laughs> yeah, basically, because that's the only time. Because I, every time I try to get out, like it's yeah. like you can see like my whole body stretched <laughs> out and that shit. It's like nah, yeah. you know, it's it good shrinks. for you to stay here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can never find yeah. the, the shirt for my size, bro. And I always get mad. I was like, damn it, everybody has their own shirt except for me because they don't. They <laughs> never have an. It's I had L. to trade. I had to trade with someone because I was like, I don't want the. I think they gave me like a small. I was like, what the hell is this? I don't want a small. Yeah. And someone's like, I'll take it, and they traded with like a medium. I was like, but, but it's but, yeah, ten out of ten, and I I enjoyed my time there too. Like apart from like learning, mm -hmm. I had a good time like being in that environment and that school. That's good. That's good. That's actually pretty good, man. Out of out of SAE, when I graduated, like only. I will say I have I stay in contact with at least five people. One of them is um, Nitty Gritty and Nitty Gritty's you guys uh, are business manager. Class? He was like a mud ahead of me, but okay. we were but we ultimately yeah, like I, I all the time it is. together. I know it is. Yeah, yeah. I know it is. Do you happen to know Dubway by any chance? The name Dubway? Mm, I can't say I have, man. Uh, so there are another. I think they're still a duo. I talked to uh, to their main producer. His name is Phil, and he was a class before me. And I remember when I was in Mod One, he was getting like his tour uh, that they gave him around the school, and he was wearing like a disciple shirt, like a disciple like the label. Oh shit, for real? And I was like, "Yo, nice shirt!" Like whoever the fuck you are, I was like, "Yo, nice shirt!" Like that shit's awesome. And I just like walked away. And then like a month later, he was uh, in the the first Mod, and I was in Mod Two. And after that, like. I would just be hanging out like after yeah. like, school. Like we just rent a studio together and like it would just that type of stuff. Yeah. I, I keep in touch with like you said five. Yeah, I bro. Like five maybe... people, like like two above me, probably one or two from my same course class, and then one and two before me or after me. Yeah. Yeah. 
like, I want to say for me, it's been like maybe three, like, uh, like on my class, maybe four, maybe, and then one below me. Yeah, but it's not, it's not that that many because like yeah. at, at least we, at, unless we made a connection, unless like we we hook yeah. up and you know we're buddies and That's we how talk. It is at that school. Yeah, like anybody else, like yeah, yo, shout out to you, man. Like you you made it or whatnot, but yeah, my inner circle yeah. was like around those uh, those people, you know. Yeah, exactly. And that's actually the truth of the matter is my inner circle was about that big too when I was in that school. Yeah. It was like not that big. Everybody else that graduates that you didn't really like talk to or like even follow or keep up with, like, man, they just become a ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, basically. And sometimes I ha have some of those guys in my Facebook and I once in a while peek around, see what they're doing. And some of them, they're, yeah. they're doing what they're, what they went to school for. So it's like, yo, kudos, man kudos and yeah. then and then the others that well they 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 still graduated with me but they're not doing what they went to school for so i was like damn that sucks yeah man i wish you could have actually done what what you went to school for you Wanted know to. yeah but it's like it you said it's like you said earlier you know some of these guys you know they come in say like oh i just need studio time and i just need to learn this and that and you know i'll be the hottest rapper or producer ever you know and shit blah 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 and <laughs> Yeah. Nine times out of I, ten never happens. I will say, speaking of the studio, I think one of my my favorite I, I don't know if it ever happened to you, but it happened to mm -hmm. me and my friends that made EDM. Um like my two friends in that school that made EDM. When you're like in a studio and like a, it doesn't really matter which one, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter who you are, if you're producing dubstep or like anything EDM and you're blasting it, everybody will just be in there like, what the fuck are you doing? Like yeah there's usually making hip-hop beats and you're yeah. just there like sound designing like a bass or just like what the hell that i would show everyone serum and they're like what the fuck is this like you're like the automatically the science like the rocket scientist of the class <laughs> yeah it has happened to me once or twice you know because um at least in my course and it was between me and and nitty we were like probably the only ones that were into edm out of yeah. everybody who was into different genres mostly hip-hop and rap you know and everybody was uh you know that could spit bars you know but nobody yeah. was that into edm so for me and nitty yeah. nitty and and it was only me and nitty that we go back and forth with the feedbacks you know he sent me some stuff yeah. i listen to it i say it's always dope which is he never fails True. I send yeah. some stuff. He That's... gives me feedback and he tells me like, oh, just do this and that. And it was all even perfect. Side chain this and side chain that. And I do the same thing to my boys. Yeah, bro. Same That's thing. that's pretty much it because I uh, didn't I didn't have anybody. It was all hip hop. So yeah. I could never ask, especially some of the, the professors. I couldn't ask their opinions or feedback because these professors were more into that whole like, reggaeton scene or that land yeah. scene or salsa yeah. or the hip hop. Urbano. Yeah. Right like, now it's urbano. <laughs> yeah. Musica urbano. Yeah. I'm like, just say just, Spanish trap or reggaeton. Just yeah. Like, you don't need to make another subgenre. Cough, rhythm, cough. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, it's a subgenre now, I guess, but shade out there. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? If you guys made it all the way to the end of the episode and you feel kind of left out, like, why didn't the episode finish? Like, 
Don't worry, guys. It's okay. The episode was way too big for me to put it in just one episode that I had to divide the episode because there was so many good content and so many good topics and discussions that it cannot be discussed other one episode, but had to divide it so we can always have brand new episodes with brand new topics every Friday. Always remember that. So be sure to like and subscribe for your weekly episodes at the Lone Wolf Podcast for SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and of course the YouTube channel at LoneWolfPod.com. That's right. LoneWolfPod.com, where you can check all my latest episodes. And always remember to comment down below. Let me hear your thoughts. Share your experiences. If you guys got a certain topic that you want me to cover for the next episode, please let me know on the comments down below and I'll do my best to do so. So thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys at the next one. Deuces.